Good afternoon and welcome to Midday Moms. This is Dorothy Polarski. I wanted to extend a very warm welcome to all of you that are signing on. I would ask if you could in the chat box to tell us where you're from. We love knowing who's here. So you might say, hello, this is Kathy from St. Catharines or Donna from Delaware. Um, we love hearing from you. We love knowing who's here. We love knowing who's, you know, we just love knowing who's here. So some of you uh, have signed on to Midday Moms many, many times. And for some of you, this is your first Midday Moms. And so for those of you that it's a very first Midday Moms, this is a particularly warm welcome. Um, our ministry is Faith Partners with the Archdiocese of Toronto, and we are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. And so if you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit our website. I always say it's three words, so it's very easy to remember. CatholicMomsGroup.com, CatholicMomsGroup.com. And uh, before I forget, I should welcome, my goodness, I should welcome Father Ta Tom Kluger. Uh, Father, just a, a big, big, warm welcome. Thank you so much for joining you, us today. Dorothy? Yeah, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so as I like to tell people, I was born in the centennial year of Canada, also the year the Leafs last won the cup. So <laughs> I, I was once talking to a group of uh, school children. I was visiting a school and this little boy, I don't know, grade three, I think, you know, they don't have much decorum. So he just asked me, how old are you? <laughs> He was wearing a Maple Leafs jersey, so I said, I was born in the year the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. And his eyes just bugged out because, you know, <laughs> ancient history was around the time of Jurassic Park, so. <laughs> you gave him a, a good, good chuckle. Now, uh, what parish are you from? So I'm at St. Patrick's Parish in Stainer, and... Those of you who don't know where Stainer is, it's just south of Collingwood or just uh, south uh, west of Wasega Beach. Oh, wow. Ocean Bay. Uh -huh. so, yeah, the art, a lot of people don't realize sometimes the Archdiocese of Toronto is quite large. Yes. Even, yes. Though I'm, even though I'm about an hour and a half north of Toronto, I'm still part of the Archdiocese. So, and so been here since uh, the end of June uh, 2021. So been here about a year and a half now. Oh, so that's uh, been exciting, I guess, to travel and journey with the parish during the pandemic. That must have yes, been- certainly was. Yeah. Exciting. Um, now, so again, a big warm welcome to Father Kluger, and we are going to get to the the topic. I know all of you are sort of sitting on your edge of your seat, wanting to begin the discussion about forgiveness. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a few minutes to share with you our ministry video. It is our hope that one of you, um, that the Holy Spirit will touch your heart 
uh, to start a Catholic moms group. I've hosted my own Catholic moms group for well over 25 years. And I always say it's not rocket science, but it sure does help to work with a team that has done it before. And we have a training workshop. We've got a mother's group starter kit. And the training workshop is a part of our membership portal. So you can train three, 10, four, one mom in your parish. So I'm going to just play our uh, ministry video. And then it's two or three minutes. And after I play the ministry video, we're going to um, head over to our talk. So if you want to be just patient with me, if you could. So again, the website, catholicmomsgroup.com. We can help your parish start one of three groups, a group for mothers only, and sometimes that's, an, that's most often an evening group, a mothers and tots group, which is usually uh, a morning group or virtual meetings as well. Our ministry provides uh, the training, the curriculum, and a community of mothers group leaders. We've helped start mothers groups. Uh, not only in the Archdiocese of Toronto, but we also have uh, mothers groups in Peterborough, in St. Catharines, in Hamilton, and many of them in the United States. Uh, we've got one in Maryland. We've got one in Colorado. We've got one in North Pole. Anyway, uh, many, many U.S. states now. So uh, we're excited about the ministry growing. Mothers, by our very nature, we are nurturing, loving caregivers. We are social beings, made for friendship and community. We are also spiritual by nature, made by a loving God to know Him and love Him, and to pass this love of our Catholic faith on to our children. But right now, many mothers feel overextended, distracted, and exhausted. Though as Catholics, we have the community of our church, many mothers attending Mass could not name the mom sitting next to them in the pew they share. Community and support among Catholic mothers is desperately needed in this hectic and chaotic culture. Your parish needs you to bring these moms together. Hi, my name is Dorothy Polarski. I'm the founder of Catholic Moms Group. We at Catholic Moms Group are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. We exist to bring together like-minded, faith-filled mothers who crave community and are focused on spiritual growth, Catholic teaching, and fellowship. Can you imagine a thriving, engaged mothers group at your parish? a group of moms in love with their Catholic faith, ready to serve other mothers no matter what stage of motherhood they're at. Can you imagine what a difference that would make at your parish? Starting a mother's group, it's not rocket science, but working with a team who's done it before and who's done it dozens and dozens of times sure does help. The Catholic Moms Group membership site is an online community that offers training, resources, and dozens of tools for parishes to help them start a mother's group quickly and efficiently. We're here to provide you with a clear path 
to launching a Catholic Moms group at your parish. All of our materials are 100% Catholic. We have clearly laid out meetup plans for both moms groups and toddler groups. We are obedient to the magisterium of the Catholic Church. We have created dozens of tools that are going to save you time and energy. And besides that, we love our Blessed Mother. We constantly turn to her for her intercession. You can make a huge impact in your parish, so join us. We are revolutionizing the way parishes start mothers groups by providing parishes with a Catholic mothers group starter kit and by nourishing and training a community of Catholic mothers group leaders across the world. It's time to start a mothers group at your parish. Join us today. So if anyone here feels called to start a Catholic moms group, visit our website, catholicmomsgroup.com, uh, or you can send off an email. I always say, you know, priests need help. And so if there's this group of moms at the parish that are committed to spreading the faith and meeting and having coffee and muffins, it's a good thing for everybody. And you'll notice that in many of our videos, there are vintage moms, such as myself, and younger moms, because sometimes the younger moms um, are exhausted because of a child's earache and so on and so forth. So we like to have them working in tandem. We like to have them working together. Um, but for the real reason that we're here today, <laughs> oh, Father uh, Kluger, I'd like to sort of begin the conversation about forgiveness. Uh, what does forgiveness, what does it, it, it even really mean? You know, like if we were to take a look at forgiveness, what does it mean? Well, that's a good question. It's a good idea to understand when we want to forgive somebody what exactly what we're asking for or doing. Uh, so when we forgive, uh, the church... Uh, as a very wise and holy Dominican priest explained to me once, forgiveness is what we call an act of will, act of the will. It is something we choose. We means that we're offering the pain, the hurts, the betrayal, uh, however you wish to put it. We're offering it to Christ. And we are surrendering judgment of the group or individual that harmed us to Christ. And we're asking Christ to pour blessing in our lives and the lives of the ones who hurt us. And I lay emphasis on the phrase an act of the will because forgiveness is not an emotion. So uh, it's come up to me, and I know other priests in confessional, like sometimes people will say, I can't forgive. And so, you know, I say, well, have you prayed for that individual? And they say, yeah. And I say, do you actively wish harm on that individual? Yeah. And I say, well, do you you try to forgive and they say yeah and then they then i say well in god's eyes you have forgiven because um 
emotionally, we don't feel there sometimes, right? Someone has really hurt us. Um, and of course, you know, the closer they are to us, and especially perhaps relevant for mom's group, a husband, mm -hmm. uh, someone harms us. And then, you know, emotionally, we feel hurt or distraught. And, you know, you, you just can't will away your emotions. Something hurts you, something hurts you. You just can't, you just can't snap your fingers and make it go away. Uh, our emotional lives, as many of you are aware, is not always in line with our will or our intellect, right? So we can try to forgive, but the hurt or the pain or the memory is still there. But in God's eyes, he does consider us to have forgiven when we try to in our heart, when we pray for those who wrong us and we offer it to him. And, you know, I have told this to people in confessional. I mean, in God's eyes, you have forgiven. And they go, oh, it's, you know, it's like, guess good news. You're not going to hell after all. <laughs> if, in God's eyes, you have forgiven that individual. And thus, you've be, been charitable. So I mean, oh, that's, that's a very important thing to realize because... We know that someone hurts us and our, our feelings aren't there, but God is saying, that's okay. I know your feelings aren't there, but you are trying. And mm. I am merciful. You know, that's a, that's you a know. beautiful, beautiful explanation. Um, I, I've never heard it explained that way. So, you know, so thank you for that. Um, and, you know, and, and particularly in family life, it could be either our, you know, husband that hurts us, it could be our children. Um, you know, many, many, many moms have written me or called me or texted me or messenger, you know, that despite their efforts to pass down the faith, that many times, you know, kids aren't practicing the faith and, and so on and so forth. Now, what would you say, Father, like, how, okay, so let's pretend, you know, someone has hurt me or wronged me or offended me deeply. Um, like, what is the actual process of forgiving? Like, how do, how does one forgive? Is, is it just an internal process? Is it, um, do you, you know, do you have to re-engage with that person and, or do you just like cut them off and not deal with them anymore? Depending of course, on the gravity of the offense, how yeah. does one technically forgive? Well, to cut somebody off or not, just to what you mentioned there. I mean, it just depends on the person. Like I've known some people being hurt by individuals who are, you know, I think clearly mentally ill. Sometimes even some cases, you know, there is almost a demonic element. And I think in cases like that, you know, you can always pray for somebody at a distance. And then in cases like that, it just might be better off to keep your distance. But as far as the steps for forgiveness, of course, we always take a moment afterwards to examine our conscience 
we have to start with ourselves, of course. Did I do anything or say anything which might have fed into this situation to begin with? Because sometimes people get angry and fed up with something we might have done or not done or what have you, and they lash out at us. And it comes as a shock to us. It's like a bolt out of the blue, but perhaps there's something we did that was, that's been simmering in that individual's heart for a while now. All of which is to say to try to, you know, just examine your conscience in the light of it. To step back for a moment and say, did I contribute to this? I mean... But if after having done that, we really don't see that we've done wrong or wrong we might have done was small in comparison to the reaction or what was done to us, then that is the time, of course, to start praying, uh, offering it to God, of course, but also realizing that, you know, as trite as that sounds, we are hurt. Right? Um, to give an example, let's say I was um, driving along and I accidentally hit somebody on the sidewalk, right? And that individual forgives me. Well, you know, the person whom I hit with the car, they're probably going to have a very lengthy recovery. They've been hurt. So, you get hit by a car and you live, and please God, it's no lasting injuries, you'd be in recovery for a while. That is the nature of, unless you, unless a miracle, you're going to be broken for a while and it'll take a while. And the same thing applies with the hurts we receive from others. Um, we just have to acknowledge that we are hurt. And it's going to, and it is things, these things just take time sometimes. We, yeah. you know, if, if, if you're, if again, to use the example of being hit by a car, you're the one lying in the hospital bed, you would, you would expect to be there for a while. And if you've been really hurt by somebody, if you, you know, again, your husband or, an old friend or something like that. Um, you just have to acknowledge you are hurt and you're going to be take a while to get over it. And, and I think some Catholics expect if I forgive X, you know, I will instantly feel better or, but it's not like that for great hurts. Forgiveness is an ongoing thing. Yeah, no, one thing that, um, you know, all, all of us here, I'm sure have been hurt on different levels by different people and sometimes our employers and sometimes by a parish priest or a co-worker, we, we've all had certain hurts. And I think that, you know, beginning with an examination of conscience is, you know, such an important thing. And examining, you know, our own sinfulness, I think, is, you know, extremely important or our part in it, our, our part in it. Um, and a couple of years ago, I, it, I came to see that Dorothy Polarski, she has a problem with forgiveness. And, and how did I 
come to see that. It was interesting. My daughter, um, who I don't know, in grade nine or 10, had a, a, a very, you know, kind of close friend, uninvite her to a birthday party that she had, like she had bought a dress. She was so excited to go. Because, and, and, and the girl, for whatever reason, uninvited her to come to the party. So oh. as, oh. yeah, and, and as a mother, I was crushed, like for my daughter and, you know, watching my daughter sob and watching my daughter wonder why. And, and so it not only did it hurt, you know, my daughter, but it also hurt me. And I thought, never again, I'm having nothing to do with you know, let's call her Susan for that, that that's it. Um, how could she do that? And, and, you know, that's terrible. It's unforgivable because I saw my daughter suffering so much. Well, fast forward two or three years, you know, my daughter is going for a coffee with Susan. My daughter is going here and going there. And I, I was like, how could you do that? <laughs> and she goes, mom, like Susan, like that was grade nine. You know, she was immature at that time. She's coming to maturity now. She's apologized. And my daughter could forgive it. And I couldn't. And I recognized sort of that I had this habit that, you know, when I was hurt, it was very easy for me to just to move on, right? And mm -hmm. watching my daughter forgive this person and that person, I thought, I've got to dig deeper. I've really got to do some spiritual work. And it was my daughter who, you know, she goes, isn't that what the Catholic Church teaches? Like, aren't we supposed to forgive them like 777 times? Like, mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and so uh, it, like, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm entering into my vintage years, and I'm just beginning to see that, you know, Polarski has this, this problem. Um, well, good. God bless your daughter. <laughs> She's Yes, knows her faith. And, but and, I mean, yeah, you just touch on something else too. You know, we talk about forgiveness, wrongs done to us, but you know, sometimes when it's uh, a loved one, it actually just makes us that much less ready to forgive. Sometimes people wrong us, we forgive, but you hurt somebody I love. And it's like, you know, I guess for you, you are in your full mama bear mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, she's forgiven. She's going out with her. They're having a blast. They're, you know, FaceTiming. They're super good friends. And I'm sitting there in my, you know, resentment from, I don't know how many years ago. And so I, I, I've been taking some of my old resentments to confession. Yeah, it's also yes. a function of age, too. For her, three years ago, grade nine is an eternity. But when you reach a certain vintage, three yes. years ago, <laughs> nothing. It's, it's nothing. So I guess the other thing, too, that we need to consider when we're forgiving someone is the gravity of the offense. Because I know that there are, you know, 
women and I'm them I'm one of those women, but you know, we get upset because our son-in-law didn't come over for the dinner, or we get upset because um, you know, just sometimes for very trivial things, um, sometimes women have a tendency to harbor, you know, a little bit of a, a resentment. We've got some people that have um, just mentioned some things in the chat box. We've got a Q&A, so I'm just going to open that up, Father, so we can take a look here. Um, so uh, a big hello from Claudia. Oh, and hello, Tracy is one of our mother's group leaders in Maryland, uh, USA. A shout out to Tracy. She has purchased a ticket for our Dynamic Women of Faith Conference, and she's either going to do a road trip from Maryland or fly uh, to come to the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. Yeah. Laureen from Cochrane, Ontario. Hello. Um, Claude is from Dubai. I keep on saying, Claude, you got to start a mother's group in Dubai. Um, okay. And then we've got Lisa from Wolf Island. Oh, and she says, hi, Father Tom. She must know you. Um, uh, Kaylee uh, Garcia from East Gillibury. Welcome, Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee's approaching her parish priest this evening and has a meeting plan to see if she can start a mother's group there. I'm going to ask all of you today to pray two or three Hail Marys for Kaylee as she enters into that meeting. Um, aloha. We've got Lynette from Hawaii. <laughs> Are you going to start a mother's group? I delivered the workshop, how to start a mother's group for the Honolulu Diocese, but boy, wouldn't I love for there a mother's group to start. Um, hello. Okay. Hello from Mississauga, Liz. Um, so we've got a lot of hellos. We've got a question here from an anonymous attendee. How and what would you do if the person has passed, who has passed away, but you still hold the pain within your heart, would it be better if we wrote out all that hurts us and offer it to God, try to see if we are the reason for the pain? Either way, how do we resolve um, pain caused by someone who's uh, passed away? Um, Father, do you have any comments on that? Well, first, of course, as always, it is a spiritual work of mercy to pray for the dead. So, of course, pray for the person who's passed. And, you know, and uh, you go to your church and actually have a mass offered for that individual. Um, besides that, I would say, yes, if writing it all out helps you, helps you to think it through, resolve it, by all means do so, and um, just offer that to God. And, you know, I think we want to see all our loved ones, and even those perhaps wronged us, we want to greet them on the other side when we go to stand before Christ. And uh, when we stand before Christ, we're going to be in a much better position, of course, if we uh, offered forgiveness during our lives. So that when the time comes for us to stand before him, we will receive it as well. 
but uh, to go back, yes, um, certainly pray for that person and offer mass and, you know, just write it out and pray about it, you know, just try to, you know, and, but no, sometimes, sometimes in this side of uh, heaven, we might not be fully resolved, right? Sometimes, you know, these things we will just sort of take with us into eternity about why this or that happened, why he or she did that to us. But again, as always, just bring it to God and offer it to him. Again, he's yeah, a great, big, merciful God. Yeah, and, um, and the, the, the other thing, like it... If I, I had a situation, and again, I don't mean to bring the focus to myself, but I had a situation where, you know, my, my father was traveling to Poland and my mother had broken her hip. And I really didn't think that he should go to Poland because they were both supposed to go together, but they weren't going to refund his money because she was the one that was ill and he wasn't. And I came from factory working parents. So, you know, my mother was saying, Joe, go to Poland, go, go, you know, like, don't worry, the girls will take care of me. Well, you know, Dorothy having the temperament that I did, I'm like, you know, a good husband wouldn't do that, but you know, and I, I kind of let my dad have it. I'm, and I was in my mid twenties and very unfortunately, my father died a sudden death. Oh, he had a cardiac arrest um, in Poland, and 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 you can only imagine, right? So, I was living with the guilt that I had for speaking to the way that you know, just talk about dishonoring your parents, right? Um, you know, it was in the stage where we, we all we all go through the stage we think we know better than our parents, and you know, the sin of pride and the sin, you know, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I saw a grief counselor, you know, at the time. And so, yes, besides going to confession, um, I had to, I also wrote a letter to my father um, asking for his forgiveness and, and so this idea of writing a letter is a very, very good idea. Um, but I think to doing it with spiritual direction, whether it's through a grief counselor, whether it's spiritual direction through um, a priest, uh, I think getting that kind of, you know, direction is extremely important because like, I know that Satan, Satan doesn't want us to forgive ourselves and Satan doesn't want us to forgive others. And so he keeps on reminding us, right? And and and, and we're sort of like spinning in a in like you know when the washing machine gets stuck, you go chuk, 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 and, and we're living with this veil. And, and the only way of you know, this veil of unforgiveness, this veil of anger, this veil of focusing on the past, and the only way really we can get over that is through 
getting some spiritual direction. There's nothing that breaks my heart more than women for, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, they're either their husband dies or they lose a baby and they can't let it go, right? It's like as if the baby died yesterday. It's as if the husband and they're living like lives of like, it's almost not living, right? It's almost yeah. living. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that there is the, uh, there is a, an important thing to remember. There is an element of spiritual warfare going on. You know, sometimes we think it's about us, our feelings, our unforgiveness. And as you mentioned, uh, Satan is is the master of unforgiveness, of hatred, of resentment. And there is nothing more than he likes to do than to take our wounds and then stick his little pitchfork in them to keep them open and hurt, you know. And I mean, there is a reason, of course, why he is called the accuser. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, he accuses us and he wants us in our turn to accuse others. So, uh, yeah, that is an important thing to remember. And, of course, for help with forgiveness, as you mentioned, uh, confession is a very good thing, too, because we want to help uh, not poke the wound, but lance the wound you know, drain it or however you want to put it. And, you know, to bring that to the healing light of Christ when we realize, oh boy, you know, what I really do think I've, as you mentioned, I still hate this guy's guts for X number of years afterwards. And you have to, you know, I think confession is a good thing. And, you're having this persistent problem because it is the healing love of Christ that steps in there. Yeah, and one thing that, um, I, I think it was my spiritual director that recommended it, um, but like I had described a situation where I was having a tremendous amount of time, hard time forgiving someone. And it was, it really was, an atrocious wrong, you know, and, and he, he, the priest said to me, so you have been sinned against. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard that term. So, you know, if, you know, if someone steals from you, or if someone tries to steal your husband, right, like you are being sinned against. And so that was a, a new term for me. And, 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 and he said to me, he goes, of course, it's going to be next to impossible for you to forgive that. Um, he said, but you do receive the Eucharist. And so as you're receiving the Eucharist, he goes, why don't you say to Jesus, Jesus, you know, I am unworthy to receive you. I need you. I can't forgive Billy Joe or Jane or whoever, um, but I am asking you who are now coming into me to do the forgiving for me, you know, so it's like you're, you're sort of saying to Christ, I cannot do this and to offer Eucharist for that. That's very interesting you mentioned that because um, 
There was, again, a, I've been blessed in my life to have known many good and holy priests and men of, you know, who, of course, you know, helped to form me to become a, a priest, um, hopefully a good one. I'll let God decide that. <laughs> um, uh, many, many years ago, there was a priest talking with this lady uh, and you know, this woman mentioned to him, you know, uh, I've been able to forgive a lot of people in my life, but there's this one situation I can't forgive. And there was this man who murdered my daughter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> of course, he, you know, wow, that's a biggie. I mean, can for a mom to lose her child is terrible, but it was in that sort of circumstances when killed. It's, it's awful. And so he just said, okay, tell you what, just close your eyes for a second and let's uh, picture something, okay? And he said, okay, now picture you are on Calvary and the Lord Jesus is being crucified. And he said, now picture the mob in front of the Lord. They are jeering at him. They are insulting him. They are screaming all sorts of abuse at him. And she said, okay. And she said, now picture yourself. You are, on, you are being crucified on the other side of his cross. And she said, okay. And he said, now I want you to picture in front of you the man who killed your daughter standing beneath the cross. And this was very painful, but she said, okay. Now he said, now when the Lord spoke the words, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. I want you to picture that forgiveness of his flowing through the cross to you and to that man. Do you think you can do that? And she said, yes. And she did. And she was very grateful for that. And there is a famous line in Shakespeare, of course, to err is human, uh, to forgive is divine. And I think in a way that's literally true uh, forgiveness for a human is not the usual order of things. It kind of can grate against our fallen nature. And so, in a way, forgiveness is divine in the sense that forgiveness is something that God himself has to help us with. And, uh, you know, my spiritual director, when I was in Madonna House, said, a well-handled enemy will boot you upstairs to heaven a lot more quickly than even your best friend will. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can, 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 you, can you say that again? I love that quote. Could you say it again? Well, you know, I was at Madonna House and of course it is a community. And in community living, there can be ample opportunities to need to practice for forgiveness. And I was talking with my spiritual director and he said to me, said to me, Tom, a well-handled enemy 
you pray for, you know, by that's why he meant well handled. Well handled enemy will boot you upstairs to heaven a lot more quickly than your best friend ever. Oh my goodness. That's no, that's uh that's that that is just so so that's a very, very uh powerful quote. The the other thing I wanted, I want to kind of like just speak to some of the you know moms, the 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 women here, maybe in a in a mom women kind of language. But there's there's always something I think either about one of our kids or our husband or our neighbor. There's always something that drives us crazy. I don't know if you you know it, it you know it could be the fact that your husband never put stuff into the you know, into the laundry uh, hamper, or it could be that you're the one that's always stuck making dinner, or there's, you know, or it could be that, you know, your daughter says she's going to come over and then she doesn't. And you're the type of person that, you know, if someone says something, they're going to do it. So there's all these things in family life that can drive us crazy. It's almost as if it triggers something in us, right? Do you know what I mean, ladies? Do you know what I mean? no, <laughs> and, and so I want to I, I want to tell you a little. I'm making myself vulnerable here. So there were a couple of things that happened in family life that you know drove me crazy, drove me crazy, drove me crazy. And then I call it internally, my little Tasmanian devil came out. Right? I just got like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not cooking dinner, you know, bo, you know, and run upstairs and do some slamming. And, and, and so I see this little, and I'm like, okay, Dorothy, at least keep your mouth shut. Don't, you know, I'm trying to discipline self-control, what pops out. And so I'm, I'm in this whirling dervish kind of state. And I don't know, moms, if you've ever been in a whirling dervish state where you're slamming and or maybe you're just even internally slamming cupboards or something and so I thought to myself okay how, how am I going to release this I need to release this forget telling everybody what I think that usually doesn't work <laughs> I thought okay I'm going to go for a swim like that okay let me just dive into the pool and release some of this stuff well guess what the first time I went swimming I met a woman who was caring for a severely disabled child in the swimming pool. The severely, so severely developmentally delayed child was actually a 42 year old. And this caregiver said, well, her parents are in their late seventies and I come to her to take her swimming. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Second day I go swimming. A mom comes into the pool and we start chatting. And she has um a you know a Down syndrome child, and the Down syndrome child had graduated from school, and now the mom was working and the child didn't have a job. And so the mom has to figure out daily how to take care of her just on a practical level. She needs care. And so there she was in the swimming pool, you know, with, you know, the child. And then the, the third day I go swimming. Now, this is all in a period of, you know, 10 days or so. 
I'm looking and a, a man that's getting out of the pool that is much younger than I am, um, you could tell that he either had MS or he had had a stroke and he was barely walking with his walker after he got out of the pool, right? And, and, it, and it, it just, it was like God was speaking to me in the pool. It's like Polarski, you're complaining about these things that drive you crazy. These are your crosses that are driving you crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, everyone is carrying a cross. And so, you know, so I've, again, I've been dealing with my, working with my spiritual director. It's kind of like, okay, in those moments where you're about to go crazy, you need to pray to the Holy Spirit. You need to um, forgive those people around you for not doing what you want them to do at a particular moment in time, right? Because that's, again, the sin of pride. Um, sorry, yeah. I, I went on too long, but... Oh, like oh no, that's we... a good point. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> we a failure to keep things in perspective. I mean, you know, there are no times I've been wondering about, you know, where am I going to find time to write a homily or this or that? And then I get called to the hospital and someone who's in their fifties or, you know, roughly around my age is dying and the family is standing there crying. And it's like, well, I guess that just put my problems into perspective. <laughs> I certainly don't have to deal with that. So, you know, yeah. And sometimes we just need the Holy spirit to give us a little poke. <laughs> and, and, and to remind us. Um, so, Father, what would you say or just to kind of we'll, we'll slowly begin to, I think we've got another question here. Let me just check what the question is here. Um, oh, no. Okay. That's the same question. So I won't. If you have any questions for Father, um, please. Uh, someone was saying that we should make a t-shirt with that saying that the priest of Madonna house uh, <laughs> shared with you. So father, what would you say are some of the, maybe the keys to forgiveness then if we were to kind of wrap up the well, another question. Sure. Ask you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I would say, of course, uh, just acknowledge the hurt. Don't be in denial. Um, and by that, I mean, as you know, just to acknowledge that you are really hurting or frustrated or angry with certain person or what have you, and just acknowledge that, that you really do have an axe to grind, perhaps, or feel hatred or resentment towards, you know, because sometimes we know as Christians, we know in theory that we are supposed to forgive, right? It's in the Lord's Prayer. And sometimes we can be in denial of our need to forgive someone because we don't want to acknowledge that we are unforgiving. And so acknowledge that, acknowledge the hurt, acknowledge the pain, the frustration. I remember in Madonna House, Archbishop Raya, he used to, as a Melkite Catholic bishop, used to say, go outside if you have to, scream, bang your head against the wall. <laughs> Just <laughs> acknowledge it. 
And so, and then the other, of course, is to pray, to pray uh, for ourselves, of course, for uh, God's healing grace, and also to pray for those who have wronged us. And, uh, you know, I mean, if in this world, if people prayed for those who wronged them instead of seeking revenge, uh, to say it would be a much nicer world would be is a whale of an understatement and to pray and and I think as necessary uh, go to confession just bring it out into confession uh, expose it to the light and say I've been really dwelling in a lot of resentment towards this uh, individual or group or whatever and you know and just bring it all out there and to touch again on what we were talking about before, if the uh, person has passed, perhaps to offer a mass. And also, if time has passed and we're feeling a bit calmer about, perhaps we could discuss it with the individual. Sit down and talk it out. I mean, that is the ideal, of course. And we sit down and hash things out. And, you know, that is what the Lord teaches in the Gospels, right? To someone has wronged you, you know, sit down in private and talk about it. If that's possible or if it seems advisable, because sometimes it's not. Now, Father, uh, another question, um, you know, how do we handle... Or what can we do when um, someone hasn't forgiven us? You know, I whenever I begin to work with somebody, I always say, you know, I'm not the easiest person to work with. Like sometimes I'm really demanding. Sometimes I disappear. Uh, you got to know there's these tendencies, you know. And so there, there have been many people, you know, I'm not going to say thousands. But, you know, there have been many people that have kind of written me off. It's kind of like, I'm mad at you. I, I've got a fairly strong um you know, personality and, and, and I struggle with it. <laughs> I always say to my kids, if you think it's hard dealing with me, you should see what it's like being inside of me. It's, you know, I'm, I'm my own cross to myself. <laughs> and, and so what can we do when, or how can we resolve it? Or what might be our duties when people have decided that they're not forgiving us and they've, they've, They've cut us out of their lives and it's, it's painful and it's a cross. Um, what, what are our duties or what might you recommend to those people that, you know, would like to be forgiven and, and aren't? Well, I think one of the things is humility helps. Um, so just say to whoever it is, like, I'm sorry. Um, just apologize and just say, you know what, you're right. I am like that. So, and to be sometimes being humble really takes a lot of steam out of somebody's boiler. So you're right, I am. I have a tendency to be this or that way and I'm sorry. Uh, 
it's one of my faults that I'm working on. And sometimes there's a humble admission. I've had to do it a number of times myself because I'm just not quite the golden vessel of humility yet that I'm called to be as a priest. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And I'm sorry, you're right. You know what? I was a bit condescending towards you or whatever. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself, you know, uh, like a fair number of other priests. I have a fairly intellectual or bookish background, you know. And so and it's, this has been my entire life, right? Whenever I see hear an argument that uses questionable logic or reasoning or whatever you know it's not hard for me to become kind of snooty and condescending pretty quickly like what kind of garbage is that so yeah say that now but you know in the past so sometimes you just have to say sorry i do sometimes have a bit of trouble being condescending or whatever and, yeah, uh, so I guess uh, apologize. So, yeah, that. and uh, acknowledge that. And I think after that, if the person doesn't forgive you, then, you know, you've done what you can. As long as you can go before God and say, I tried my level best. And of course, if there is naturally, if there's any sort of restitution that needs to be made, of course, try to do it. But, um, and of course, as again, that same spiritual director told me at Madonna House, you never close your heart to somebody. So even if they're not talking to you, even if they're not looking at you, you never close your heart in the sense you never stop praying for them. You never stop wishing that God's blessings upon them. So you never close your heart. I think that's the most important thing. That's uh, you that's, don't want to you don't want to develop a hardness of heart towards anybody. So and, and that's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that that's beautiful. That's beautiful, and I've never heard that before. So I I, I appreciate that and. I know, again, I'm just going to little shout out to moms, because um, like being a mom is, it's a complicated spiritual yes. journey. And I know in my own instance, I had a, I had a, a, a niece that read a book called The Secret, which is I have come to see it's a demonic book, The Secret. It's have it's been read by millions and thousands all over the world. But anyway, I have a niece and she wrote, she read the book, The Secret. And so she decided that she was going to attract the right man into her life and the right situations by the practices in this book called The Secret. And she started practicing Reiki and she left her husband and, um, and mm -hmm. her children, you know, because she was going to attract through the beliefs in the book, The Secret, all this goodness into her life. And at one point, mm -hmm. uh, we were very close. And then as soon as she did that, 
I did cut ties. I cut ties with everybody. And I, I was feeling a bit guilty about it because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, her children, her husband that was left. And so I, I spoke to a priest about it. And he said, well, you know, you, you did that, Dorothy, because you were wanting to protect your own children, right? Because she wanted to lay hands on my kids and do Reiki on them. And oh, yeah, okay, sure. You know, and, and so like, but now I'm kind of like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I need to go back and because I, you know, now that my kids are adults and I don't have those same worries, but then she might not want to have anything to do with me now. So it's like forgiveness is complicated and the decisions we have to make as a mother are difficult. And um and sometimes, sometimes we do have to make a bit of a ruthless decision if it's going to cause harm for our family. Oh, like, I think it's spiritual protection of your family. There is a certain ruthlessness needed. And, you know, we were talking about the spiritual dimensions of unforgiveness. And, you know, I would just like to remind you and all the moms out there that because you are moms trying to practice your faith, you, the devil really has put a pretty big bullseye on your forehead. I mean, to, to seek to raise and nurture children and your family and the Catholic faith in this society. Uh, you know, you, it's, you can expect to have some demonic opposition in your life and just take it for granted that it's going to be there. So, you know. Again, just understand to reemphasize that there is going to be a, a component of spiritual warfare in all this and just, you know, not be surprised when it comes. Yeah. We're going to have to invite you back, Father, to have a conversation about spiritual warfare in the family because it's a thing. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a reality. I wanted to um, just to remind moms, right? It's just to remind moms that you've been given the gift of the deposit of faith. And one mistake that a lot of moms make is they begin to let themselves off the hook. Oh, well, my husband's not going to mass, so I'm not going to go. Oh, well, the teachers are putting up the, you know, rainbow flag. So I guess, you know, and, and we slowly begin to let ourselves off the hook and, and Satan confuses us. And it's like, you know, when you face the throne of God, you're going to have to explain why you didn't go to church and why you didn't bring children. And so... Don't yeah. let yourselves off the hook because there is spiritual warfare, right? Mm -hmm. um, we need warriors. Um, you know, I always am reminded that our blessed mother, yes, she was gentle, but yes, she also has the serpent under her foot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she didn't get the serpent under her foot without being a strategic, good Jewish mother that kind of realized that there is a snake, right? Um, and so I'm just gonna see here if there's any last questions um, here. 
okay, we've got the, that is the same, come Holy Spirit. Let me just go here. Uh, come, so thank you very much, sorry. Thank you. Um, I think someone was saying when people say, what do you do when people say, I can forgive, but I can't forget? Is that really forgiving then? That's a good question. When people say, I can forgive, but I can't forget, have they really forgiven then? Well, I think again, uh, what we were, it's uh, to the forgiveness is an act of the will, right? I mean, you just can't erase your memory. I, there would be actually a lot of times and if I could just rewind and erase certain memories, I would be glad to do it. But yes. um, we don't have that. And uh, it is the thing with just being human that, you know, memories will come back to haunt us, right? I mean, and it's an amazing thing, like sometimes when, uh, say, I'm trying to do something and I'm forgetting things and I'm feeling a bit flustered and I say, oh, where did I put that just now? See, thankfully with this camera, you can't see my desk, so. <laughs> All of a sudden, I can just have a memory of, you know, to me, grade seven was like a glimpse of hell, being bullied and all that. And all of a sudden, boom, that can just pop up that memory just because, and, you know, and so sometimes in a way we can't forget because it, Im it imprinted itself in our memory. But again, as it happens just to again offer that to god who has in this whole situation has mysteriously granted us a share in his cross and all that yes yeah, i, I want to just do yeah and i just i wanted to close on something and it, it i think it's important especially you know for women and kathy i kind of you know wanted to hit on the forgive and forget like so, sometimes in some situations, it's important not to forget, right? Like forgiving, in my mind, isn't kind of like, quote unquote, being, you know, stupid, right? Like I, I know that I, I've worked, you know, we've had the Calling All Girls program. And um, I've had a lot of young women email me over the years and, oh, you know, he, he hit me once, twice, but I love him oh, you know, he's addicted to pornography, but I love him. Oh, you know, and it, it's kind of like, okay, yes, you can forgive, but if the guy is still doing these very, very negative things, yeah, you don't want to be stupid and just forgive and pretend oh like here's my bank account honey and here's my you know um there is a certain level of like depending on what the wrong is like yes yeah we can forgive yeah. and forget this and we can forgive and forget that um but i think having uh, yeah, that's, as, you know that's, that's an excellent point because 
yeah, we forgive people for the wrongs they do, but there is a prudential thing. Like, you know, somebody could be, say, you know, an alcoholic, right? But are you going to hire him to run the bar at your charity event? I mean, you know, there's prudential. And that's a good example of, um, you know, the the boyfriend or whatever who is addicted to pornography like there has to come a time is is he at least trying to overcome it does he bring that to confession regularly or yeah. is he just or is he just carrying on in it and you know then there has to be a time where it's like sorry but I can't yes. be tied to a, i can't be tied to a man who who, you know, looks at all these images on the internet and fantasizes about every woman except me. So, yes, um, and so there has to be a cutoff. Yeah, because like I think Satan sometimes uses the forgiveness narrative um, to keep people in, you know, like, you know, I have said to a lot of young women, you, you don't want to marry him. <laughs> and, and so, uh, again, it's important because like sometimes, um, you know, women like to blame themselves for everything. Right. And, 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 and so anyway, I, I just wanted to, when you're dealing with an addict, um, you know, whether it's, you know, alcohol, whether it's stealing, whether it's whatever it is, um, yes, you, you do want to forgive, but you also want to be disentangled from the illness, right? Um, and so anyway, that would probably be yet another episode of the day month. <laughs> so I'm just going to see if, just last thing, if there are any other closing comments. So sometimes addiction is related to uh, a mood disorder that is treatable. And so, yes, and so this is becoming now more complicated, the roots of addiction uh -huh. um, and, and dealing with them and so on and so forth. But anyway, I, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for um, joining us today. I particularly wanted to thank Father for you know his time, his insight. I would ask for those of you that can and if you have the time to pray a full rosary for father tonight <laughs> as a thank you uh, as your way of thanking father for uh joining us i i also wanted to remind all of you about our upcoming um let me just see here if i can find it our upcoming conference on on um, March the 25th, we've got Sister Deirdre Byrne, surgeon, soldier, sister, and servant. She's flying in from Washington, DC. And uh, anyway, you can get more information about that conference. Um, it's our annual conference. We're in year 14 now. Uh, this year it's at the Old Mill. And um, yeah, we hope you can join us on the Solemnity of the Annunciation at the Old Mill. There is, of course, a conference uh, registration fee for that, but you can visit our website, Dynamic Women of Faith, 
and get more information about that conference. Uh, there's limited seating. We usually sell out. I don't know whether we will this year because, you know, people seem to be slow to come back after the, the pandemic, but please don't forget about it. And um, yeah, so thank you everyone for attending. Thank you, Father, for your time. If you okay. have any questions that, yeah, that haven't been answered, email them to me, I'll forward them to Father. So uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, I'll be praying a rosary for you tonight, Father. Thank you. And, thank you. Uh, Hopefully we can um, see one another in person uh, sooner than later. That would be great. And, uh, I offered mass for all of you this morning prior to my talk. So God bless all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's beautiful, Father. Thank you. Uh, thank you very, very much for uh, offering a mass for us. That's beautiful. Okay, everybody. Thank you. Um, we'll talk to you uh, very soon. Uh, keep on opening our emails and sharing them um, mwah, mwah, mwah to all of you. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Father. Bye now. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, God bless. God bless.